0: Savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33 with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a it's a t-shirt Hey guys, welcome to episode 62. I hope that you're enjoying the season so far. I've been streaming a lot at twitch.tv slash I've been writing episode soundtracks on stream and playing GeoGuessr and speedrunning a little, and I just finished a playthrough of Nancy Drew and the Lost Train to Blue Moon Canyon. So if that sounds fun, go check me out there. But if early access to episodes, instrumentals, Q&As, directors, commentaries, and more are more your speed, then check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash woe There is so much content. You never have to stop thinking about Woe Begone. That's a choice you have to make for yourself. Special thanks to my 10 newest patrons, Colin Stahl, Milagro Padilla, Ty Gallus Row, Wheels Wheeler, Crispy Cream, Cabin 420, Dakota Smith, Artemis, Hype Boost, and Shep. Enjoy. If it isn't the scurvy cur, Mike Walters. Arr, avast ye! What leaves ye below deck, scallywag? Come above board and feel the salty air. We have been spared from the inky depths, from Davy Jones's locker. Come on, man. Aren't you even going to tell me to shut the fuck up? You're... you're alright, aren't you? You seemed fine yesterday when they checked us for injuries, but adrenaline's a hell of a drug. You hear stories all the time about how someone gets in a car wreck and thinks they're fine, and then they go home and go to bed and just never wake up. So you gotta tell me if you're okay. We were supposed to die yesterday, Michael. Michael. I was so disoriented from the time travel when I hit the water that I just immediately breathed in a shit ton of it. I remember you grabbing me and dragging me up, and all I could remember thinking was that you were wasting your energy. You could keep me above water for, uh, what, a couple minutes? But it was the middle of the ocean. There was no land in any direction. I couldn't tell if it was a cosmic coincidence, karma for what we did to Edgar, or maybe at some point we told Ty about that and he thought it would be a fitting end for us, a contrapasso to match how we lived. I remember fading out and knowing for sure that there was no return. And then I remember sputtering up water on the deck of a ship while you were giving me CPR. And then you and someone else carrying me down here. Yeah, me and Paul did it. You should meet him. He's a good guy. And it feels like I'm alive, but I've woken up and you're a pirate, so I'm not ruling out hell. But regardless, I don't really feel like talking right now. Well, since you asked so nicely, I'll go back to being a cowboy. Don't worry, Mike. You got your wish. But, uh, you left out the part where you threw up all over me while I was resuscitating you. I don't think I was conscious for that, And you're lucky I thought it was worth the effort, because we only needed a few minutes to get rescued. We landed right by this ship. I don't know if anyone saw us fall in. If they did, no one said nothing. Paul said it was a miracle we didn't freeze to death before we drowned. You know where we are, Mike? How the hell would I know that? We are in the Gulf of Alaska. You'll never guess what ocean that's in. So... What, Michael? So it's a coincidence that we were saved? Or is this all going according to Ty's plan? What are the odds that we would run into a ship to rescue us in the Gulf of Alaska? Hard to say what the odds are. There's a lot of ships out here, but the Gulf is huge. I do think that Ty was trying to kill us, though. Just dump us somewhere that no one would be able to find us or any clue as to where to start looking. I don't think he got lucky, though. We're not exactly the lucky type. Then what do you think happened? Someone else planned this? Pure speculation, obviously, but I think that someone issued a subtle correction, so as not to alert anyone to the fact that a correction had even been made. I told Edgar where we were and where the Flintite compound was, that information could propagate. Edgar could do what, exactly, to issue this kind of correction? It's not like he moved the boat right in front of us. I think the crew would notice if they had traveled through space-time. I don't know. It didn't have to be Edgar or anyone from a time that we know about. It could be from a hundred years in the future with someone who knows this technology inside and out. Hell, Flinch could have done it. There's too many people involved to rule something out. That's the long way of saying that we don't know anything, Michael. I already knew that. Well, then be grateful that you still have the opportunity to wonder. I have not worked up to being grateful yet. I don't understand how you manage it. It's easy. I've just pouted enough times to learn that pouting ain't worth it. Then today is not the day that I become like you. So, when are we getting out of here? I'm sure that the ship navigates via GPS, so all we would need to do is change the coordinates on the calculator to somewhere that we know by heart. Uh, over, I guess? Until we can figure out Mm -mm. if it's even safe to go back to Riga. Calculator's busted, Mike. Fuck, you're kidding. Nope, see for yourself. Not exactly waterproof. I tried it again this morning, after letting it dry out all night and still, nothing. It's completely cooked. No calculator. No cell reception either, even if our phones worked. But it gets worse. Whatever you're about to say, it doesn't get- I lost my hat in the water, Mike. Now no one can tell I'm a cowboy. Michael, you're wearing a deerskin jacket with fringe and cowboy boots. I think everyone on the ship understands that you're a cowboy. God, I hope so. Fuck your hat, Mike. How are we getting back without the calculator? Well, it's two weeks back to shore. You're- we're stuck on this fucking ship for two weeks? We're officially stowaways, partner. Captain says we have this whole cabin to ourselves for the entire return journey, free of charge. I thought that was mighty generous of him. Said we don't gotta work either, but we can help cook and clean if we wanna. Said people go stir crazy if they sit around out here too long. I think he might just be looking for some free labor. I already talked to the head cook, and he said that he'd give us a shot. How did you already have time to talk to all of these people? It's high noon, Pilgrim. I got up at sunup. And how are you able to just get up and walk around like this doesn't bother you? Of course it bothers me, partner. Eats me up inside. But I learned a long time ago that when you act confident, it gets a little easier every time. You should try it. Well, I would like to be confident, but I don't want to be a cowboy. We are on the high seas right now, so maybe now's your time to be a pirate, bucko. Or should I say, buccaneer. pass. What are we going to do when we get back? I don't think that it's safe to go back to Riga. We'll be in Alaska when we get back, which means that we've got our work cut out for us getting home. There's no way that we can get back to the Contiguous 48 without some proper identification. Uh, Matt. Matt's in Canada. He's on the way home. He sure is. And his house would be a great place to hide out while we try and figure out what's going on. If we could get there and if he would have us, I mean. Keep going. Keep going. Are we still in the same time as we were? The very same. That means that Matt hasn't heard from us since we vanished from his kitchen. He thinks we're dead. We can give him an explanation. My thoughts exactly, partner. He'll be surprised when there's two of us. Do we tell him? No. I I agree, but it- Eats you up inside, I know. Exactly. Good. Give it something to eat so it don't eat him. I don't know about that. So about this proper identification? That's not what I sound like. How are we going to go about getting IDs in Alaska? Gotta call up Boris and ask if he can find our passports in our old apartment. God knows what else he's gonna find in there. How are you going to contact Boris? By calling his phone number. You have phone numbers memorized? Yeah, just in case I got stranded like this and needed to find my way back. And finally, for the first time, all of this preparation paid off. No, it's paid off a couple times. Times that you wouldn't remember, and times rougher than this. Do you want to talk about it? Sure don't. I want to change the subject. We're having a get-together with the whole crew tonight after supper. Counting us, that's 26 crew. They want to get to know us and hear the story of what we've been through. I haven't told them much, wanted to get our story straight. What did you tell them? That we were on a three-man recreational fishing vessel. Turbulent waters came through and knocked us off the boat while it was moving, like a bunch of greenhorns. Boat took off and left us in the water to drown. And that we've never been so happy to see a factory fishing ship in our entire lives." Okay, uh, three people because we bit off more than we could chew trying to handle it on our own, or... Or... Kazimieris Berzina was with us. They couldn't get to him in time. I saw him floating there myself. So Ty didn't want Berzina at all? No telling what happened. Ty could have interrogated him and then sent him off with us when he was done. We don't even know he was alive in the water. Paul said he thought he saw blood, thought it was sharks got to him. Ty could have slit his throat and then sent him off to the ocean. And with him gone, we'll never know shit about shit. Fuck. Yeah, but be prepared to say that Berzina was a friend of a friend and that he was a great guy or something like that. We'll figure something out. I say that we throw him under the bus. Let's say that he was the one that was driving the boat. Works for me. Rest in peace, Casimirez Brazina. We hardly knew ye. I watched you die twice, Brezina. Can't say that about too many people. Now, get up, Mike. Rise and shine. Come and breathe the salty air. There's some people I want you to meet. Yeah, sure thing. We're... we're brothers, right? Well, I always thought so, but you always told me to knock it off with that. No, I mean, you told everyone on the crew that we're brothers, right? Sure did. Two brothers named Mike and Michael? Half-brothers on our dad's side, five years apart. I hardly ever saw the man after he ran off with your mom, left us in a shack in the country, and moved to the city. It's like your family replaced mine, and I still get so worked up about it. We found each other a few years ago, and we're trying to make things right. That's one hell of a story, and we love fishing. Excuse me? Excuse me? We were in the middle of the ocean when we fell off our boat, remember? So we're telling them that we bonded over our love of fishing. Great. I mean, as long as they don't ask us anything about fishing. Well, I know a couple things. Of course you do. Now, let's show you around. There's 24 grizzled sailors for you to meet. A lot of them are your type, Mike, so don't forget you're a married man. What the fuck, Michael? Paul, he's my best friend out here. Great guy. He's an outdoorsman in his free time. Makes sense, I guess, because it's Alaska, but... (laughs) (laughs) Well, what'd you think of that, Pilgrim? That was horrifying. I thought they were a lot of fun. They were fine. You kept blowing our cover story. Our story's fine, partner. Is it, though? Kazimieras is now our... Our what? Our cousin's son-in-law? <laughs> is that what he is? I don't remember. Well, let's hope that they don't remember either. We all had a few drinks. It's fine. It only takes one person who's paying attention. Come on, man. They had fun. We had fun. They were excited. It's not every day that they get to rescue someone out here. Michael, I have had a feeling of impending doom ever since we got here. (laughs) That's because being out here was the result of an attempt to murder us. No, I don't think that's it. I don't think we got corrected. We were the end of the line as far as corrections go. After that, it's base, who knew where we were before we traveled. They could have moved us to safety. They could have put us back in our original times if things got that bad. But instead, we're here. I think it's just dumb luck that we got saved. I don't know if there's anyone left out there who can save us, and I'm scared of what that means. That's why you were so quiet all night. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're just gonna stew on that for the two weeks it takes to get back to shore? Don't see how I could manage not to. Get over yourself, Mike. I agree, something's fishy, and it's not the tons of fish on board this ship. We should prepare for the absolute worst in any way that we can. But, from experience, there's nothing we can do right now. We might show up and everyone's dead. It wouldn't be the first time. Wouldn't be the first time for you. And it won't be the last, hopefully. But if you start panicking now, before you even know anything, you're gonna be exhausted when the time comes to get shit done. Understand? I feel like you keep having this conversation with me. It takes a while for a lesson like that to stick. Anyway, uh, you like my new hat? I still can't believe that one of them made you a cowboy hat. I hadn't even met the guy yet. Patrick, I think his name was. He saw us walking around and heard from someone else that I was a cowboy, and so he fashioned a cowboy hat out of cardboard. Sounds to me like he was bored as hell and found an excuse to make something can't be the first time he's made one of these it's damn sturdy well maybe he can retire one day and make boutique bespoke paper crafts for a living in portland or something it'd be a lot safer nah these guys make good money and get reliable work even though most of them never went to school they've accepted the danger they think it's just part of the life and one day death will come and it won't exactly be a surprise that's worth something right That fear right before death is so cold, so brittle. It snaps you in two and then there's nothing. You're gone. So they can take comfort in knowing that they've seen it from a distance before. They can, Michael, or you can. Unfortunately, the question and answer segment has ended. I told Paul that I was going to go grab a couple drinks with him before heading to bed. You coming? No, I'm tired. You should really get that looked at. Get what looked at? Hypersomnia. You've only been up eight hours. Could be a symptom of something. Well, thank you for your professional opinion, Doc. Hey, I'll have you know that back in the Wild West, men just like me would come to your house, give you some whiskey, cut off your gangrenous leg, and tell your crying widow we're sorry and we did everything we could. Cool story. I'm going to bed. Night, Mike. Sweet dreams. Night, Michael. Mike, uh, wake up, Mike, Mike, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Uh, did I sleep in again? Fuck, Michael, I set an alarm. Did I turn it off in my sleep? No, it's 3 a.m. We've got trouble. (sighs) Got trouble. Michael, I can smell your breath. You made trouble, didn't you? It wasn't me. I fucked up, but I didn't start it. Okay, do we need to make a run for it? Mike, we're on a commercial shipping vessel in the middle of the fucking ocean. Where would we run to? Okay, 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 okay. Just tell me what happened. I was drinking with Paul on the deck. Everything was going fine. We were swapping stories. Most of the crew fly in when there's a job, but Paul's from Kenai, so he's from around here, basically. His dad was also a commercial fisherman, and he and his dad No, skip to the part that you're so worked up about. I was telling him some tall tales about us, just little bits of stories, little bits of fact. We were a few drinks in, and then Paul looked me dead in the eye and said, I saw you fall into the water. Fuck. Fuck, Michael. What does he think that means? Would you believe me if I told you it gets worse? Of fucking course it gets worse. I tried to explain myself, but my tongue got in the way. I tried saying I didn't know what happened, that I couldn't remember. And Then Paul told me that he knew that we weren't brothers. That he knew that we were the same person. You blew our cover, you fucking idiot! Mike, that really fucking hurt. Good! I didn't blow our cover, goddammit. He figured it out way before that. That's why he took such an interest in me in the first place. Paul's only got his GED, but it don't take a PhD to figure out that two were the same person, separated by a few years, plus mysterious teleportation into the ocean, equals... Time travel. He figured out that we're time travelers. Fuck, are we that obvious? Yeah, we are, and Paul wanted in. Wanted in on on what? On time travel? Did you tell him that we couldn't give that to him right now even if we wanted to? I tried, believe me, and he called me a liar. I told him he really didn't want what we had. Someone had just tried to kill us by dumping us in the ocean after all. And he wasn't convinced by that. Can't blame him, honestly. I mean, we played Wobegon to get here. We'd do anything for that technology. So, what did he say to that? Said if I didn't let him in on our time travel access that he would go to the media, to the FBI, to the CIA, to OVER, anywhere that would investigate what was going on with us. He knew about OVER? Everyone knows about OVER. It hadn't been too long since OVER was all over the news. 357A weren't that long ago relative to this time period. But that's all a bluff, right? On one hand, he's right, we don't want attention from those people, but on the other hand, he doesn't know that. I don't know, it didn't feel like a bluff, but he was pretty drunk. I don't think that he meant to put all his cards all on the table like that. So, how did you respond to him telling you that he was going to go to over? I didn't respond. I pushed him overboard. (sighs) That's when I fucked up. You fucking killed a crewmate? Jesus, Michael, we just got here. They're gonna tie us up and throw us in the brig. Holy fuck, Michael. I deserve that one, but it gets worse. Stop saying that it gets worse. Fuck, what happened? I, uh, I immediately tossed a life preserver down and ran to get help. So he's not dead. Unfortunately, Paul is alive. I hate to admit it because of what it says about me, but yeah, I do think that's worse. I had a moment where I considered letting him die, just coming back here and sleeping it off until morning and i I couldn't do it. not after Ravi. I don't think I can do that anymore. You've turned this guy into an enormous liability. Captain saw that Paul was drunk, and apparently he has a history of this sort of thing, so we lucked out. He told me to be more careful about who I make friends with out here and avoid folks like Paul. So hopefully, Paul knows not to fuck with us now. What we should hope for is that he doesn't remember anything. And I hate to say it, Michael. I really do, but I don't say it. You should have killed him. I knew what you were going to say, asshole. You didn't have to say it. Hey, we don't know what sort of world we're about to walk back into. I doubt that we were the only two affected by this. We don't need another liability like him. I say that as soon as we get the tech back, we come back to Alaska and stop him before he can do anything. Don't get ahead of yourself. I'm not. I'm preparing for the worst in every way that I can, just like you told me to. Well, I'm a shit teacher, ain't I? Think it over, at least. There's two weeks before we can even do anything. That's a lot of time to make a decision. And you're not my teacher, and you're not my caretaker. We have to be strong for each other, remember? So, if you can't be strong and take care of this, I'll do it. It's the least I could do. And what do you propose that we do in the meantime, oh strong one? I propose that we go to sleep, for starters... I have an alarm set for less than three hours from now. You're gonna get up at sunup with me? I thought that maybe if I start regulating my sleep schedule, then I won't need to sleep as much. That's a good start, in my experience. Plus, we gotta make better friends with the crew. So who are they gonna believe? That asshole Paul or that cool guy Mike and his cowboy brother? You raise a valid point, partner. Yeah, I do that more often than you give me credit for. I'm gonna roll over and go back to sleep now. I'll see you in the morning. And turn off your alarm. Hmm? I'll be up. I can just wake you up. I hate that loud noise first thing in the morning. Oh, okay. That's fine. All right. I'm going to sleep. Good night, Michael. Night, Mike. Sweet dreams. fellas what happened was we were out at sea on a sailing ship the rain began to rain and the wind began to whip we felt the ship tip it was going down so we launched our lifeboat so we wouldn't drown even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things